Welcome to Glass Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me today is Kyle Franz. Kyle, you want to tell us what we're talking about today? Uh, yeah, we're going to just do a quick run through of what's going on in the, the playoffs. The craziness that has happened in the playoffs this year. And then after we're done that, we're going to um, we're going to run through a redraft of the 2013 draft. Uh, we picked that one to start with because that would be the year we'd get drafted if we were actually good at hockey. Instead, we're sitting here talking about it. And somehow, 95 is already retiring, which is insane to me. How are we old enough for that already? It's crazy. But we are not old. 28 is not old, no matter what they tell you. Yeah. Well, I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, coming off of a men's league game last night, we are both feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes. All right, Kyle. What do you got in the West Coast here? Tell me about it. Ugh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just that's just been such a bummer. I well, I don't know. I've, everything I've picked has been wrong this year, so might as well be. But I had the Stars winning that one, and it's just not looking good. First two games, hey, it's a one goal game overtime. They pull those off. It's a whole different story, but they didn't and. Game one, game two, I thought it was a very even series, but game three was probably the biggest disappointment I think any Stars fan has seen in a long time. That was just from puck drop, first goal, Jamie Benn's mindless play. Don't know what he was thinking. Don't know what he was doing. It's a shame. It's just – just sucks to see that one team just fall apart in one game. And, hey, I guess it's not over, but it's hard to see it. It's hard to see it changing. I mean, on the hockey side of it, I mean, Vegas is just, <laughs> they're so structurally defense, like their defense is just, it's crazy to watch a team just box out the way they do. They, it's not even just the roster itself, because it doesn't matter, especially with a coach like Bruce Cassidy, it just puts together a system that it's so hard to beat. You cannot get the puck in the middle of the ice against them. They just keep you out. You can have the puck in their zone for two minutes and it'll never see the slot so it's crazy uh yeah i mean sticking to the hockey side of it for right now like what do you think what are you thinking on stars chances of even making this a series i don't think they're possible i think no offense to dallas i don't think it's on their side as much as on the vegas side like vegas is just playing that well they really are and they're coached well they play well i mean eichel showing hey, come playoff, I know what I'm doing. And then you have a bunch of guys that have been very productive. And Jonathan Marshall has been great. I mean, you know, Shea Theodore, Petrangelo have all been great. Aiden Hill is like, who needs a whole, whole bunch of regular season starts to be a playoff goalie? doesn't matter, you know? And, and I think that Dallas completely shot themselves in the foot. I think that they, they put themselves in a, in a tough spot, but both of those first two games were good games and, I mean, losing to a team in a, that's as good as Vegas in overtime, okay, you kind of take that. It is what it is. It's part of the game. But to then turn around and do what they did in Dallas was just I mean, disgraceful, really. And and it just – and some of it is is on them. to I, They didn't look prepared from the puck drop. But then it was just everything, just the – I mean, the two goals that – two of the goals that went in – well, I mean, the first goal, Robertson was just completely out of position, had no idea what he was doing. You can't blame Ottinger on that one, but the next two were bad. Like, those cannot go in. But 
they're also I don't think that's happening if Ben doesn't do what he did and I think that that was such a just that is I think that if he doesn't do that I think that that game is completely different so to me Ben's decision to do that has I think killed Dallas's chances of winning and it sucks and now he's out the next two games which means that he won't be playing because I don't think Dallas will win the next one but even if they do he's not playing the rest of the series and for what like stone checked you he went down like his stick hit you in the head okay like i get you're trying to get the team into it and stuff like that but there he's on the ground there's nothing like go, wait till he gets a puck and check him then like and, and that would have been completely appropriate you know like later on that's even like i mean i know people are you know saying stuff about domi and the hague thing and whatever like i don't know to me i think it it was I mean, one, it's what you, kind of what you brought Domi in to do. Like, you brought him to be gritty and, and be aggressive. And, I don't know, I mean, it's playoff hockey. That's what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, I was glad to see Domi do that. I don't have a problem with that to me. That's just a hockey – that's a hockey player that's frustrated. He's, he's just – it was a frustrating game. At that point – see, if Jamie Benn did that at that point, not that I agree with it. It's not the right move. It was terrible what he did. But if he does that at that point in the game – Okay, you're frustrated. It's been a frustrating game. They've been killing you. You can't. You, you just can't generate anything. You lose your cool. You do something stupid. Uh, okay, Domi did that. He lost his cool. He did something stupid. Slap him with a five thousand dollar fine. We all move on. To mm-hmm. me, that's what it was. I mean, I don't know why Haig also got a penalty, but that's another discussion. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, when it comes, it, it it did. It just killed them. But even even with the penalty, if they get through that which they almost did, they, I feel like they would have gotten some momentum from that. They they got to, what, it was like four minutes and 30 seconds or something of the penalty kill, and then they scored, and it was just like, ugh. Like you could just feel the whole the whole stadium. You could feel the energy was starting to build up, and then it just dropped. Yep. And it was like, ugh, it just killed. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, and uh, when your favorite players are the ones doing stuff, it's so hard. <laughs> I, I, hate, I mean, yep. every – it's it sucks. It's just because he's been so good all year. He's been just such a beast for the team and playing. Had a great season. Had he was playing great in the playoffs and then just a bonehead. One play can change your team season. So, yep. yeah, yeah. So I'll mark about that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're right though. It uh, is. It's the truth. It's yeah. one play. It 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 will completely change a season so yeah I, I don't think there's really much more to discuss i mean no. let's just move on to the east at this point <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so at the point of this recording it's uh thursday nights around 6 30 and so florida has officially swept carolina so that's where we're at right now we're on the time of this recording but i mean to me i can sum this up very quickly matthew kachuk is just a freaking beast. And I think that, uh, I don't think it matters. I think that Huberto could put up 120 points next year. I think Weger could put up 80. And that first round pick end up being a 70 point guy. And they still didn't get the nub. They, and I think that they're going to shoot themselves in the foot for that for a long time. I know that unfortunately, like their hands were tied and everything else. And it's also hard when you have a guy who's from St. Louis all the way out in Calgary. That's far. Like it, to be away from family and stuff like that. Like, so to, to give Calgary a little bit of, you know, like, I don't think that 
I don't quite frankly think they knew what they were trading away at the time either. So some of it's that. But, I mean, Florida's been the better team. Bobrovsky's been lights out. I mean, the dude... Who would I? I wouldn't. I mean, I crapped on him in our in our previews. You know, when we talked about the preview stuff, I, I just like he would. He wasn't even starting. He didn't even start the first two games. Yeah, I like, think people forget that. Yeah, and it's just he's just been so good. But yeah, I mean, I I I think it sucks for Carolina because I think that that was a very 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 good team that ran into an even better team, and it was just it. Th- this is his Florida's year. Like I just. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see if I mean, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure that that Vegas is coming out at this point. A Vegas Florida series, that's like, it's going to be wild to watch those two play because both of them are so hot. But yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up in the you know the two seconds I need to explain that series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just want to just throw out a couple things that it's just amazing to me since Game Four versus Boston, Florida's record's eleven and one. <laughs> 11 wow. and 1 since game 4 of the first round wow. where they were down 3-1 9 and 1 in one goal games they wow. they just they know how to win games and that's where the Matthew Kachuk factor comes in because mm-hmm. yeah it's when he has been I mean he's got four game winning goals he's plus 10 in this playoffs it's crazy <laughs> it's just crazy to me and just real quick I looked up eight seeds to go to the Stanley Cup final and I actually thought it was more. It's only been two. Really? It was the Oilers in 06, where they lost to Carolina in seven games. And okay. The King, and the Kings, the Kings in 2012. Yeah. Now, just real quick, that Kings run. Wait, hold on. Was it Nashville? I don't think they were eight seed. Interesting. Okay, I'll look that up later. But They might be, but I don't... I mean, I just looked it up. You might be right, but... I, I just I, thought that that was the... They talked about it as the Cinderella story on that one, too. Oh, you but know what? See, it's it's so tough. You know what? I searched eight seed. It's the stupid division thing. You're right. They were the second wild card. So, technically, they were the eight seed. Okay. So, you are correct. Nashville was... I think you're... I'm pretty sure you were right about that. Okay. When I was doing it, I just looked through yeah. the eight seeds. Yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> so, yes, you are correct. I okay. think they were, too. But other than that... Since the division thing, I don't think that's been the case. No, there's that's the only one I can think of, and because they talk about it so much when it happens, yeah. I feel like we would remember. Which is why I was like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure. And well, as somebody who watches Nashville and likes Nashville, I have heard them say that a bunch of times. Right. So no, yeah, you are correct. It's a good catch, but yeah, but even the Kings, it's it's, it's similar though, because besides the Boston one, but. Boston broke NHL records, so you'd expect that. They, if they're going to win, it's got to go seven. Yep. But they went up against the Canucks, who were the President's Trophy winners. Five games. <laughs> Moved on to St. Louis. Four games. Sweet. Went to Phoenix, who was first seed that year in the West. Wow. Or in the, in the um, their division. Yeah. Five games. And then went on the Jersey in six. Like, they played, like, no games and won the Stanley Cup. It's crazy to me. But Florida's doing it now. Yeah. Like, if Florida would go into the cup <laughs> final and win in five or whatever, it's the same thing. Like, it's crazy to me that they're doing that. So, hey, hats off to them. I'm yeah. I'm happy for them at this point because good for them. I mean, it's crazy. Nobody would have picked this. Yeah. Like, if you pick this, you're just, you just did it just to be funny or like, hey, I'll just throw some money on it. If it happens, awesome. If it doesn't, whatever. Yeah. So, good on them. 
No more. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk. We'll just move on. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. I can't wait to, if, if Florida wins, I cannot wait to hear about the payouts for the, the people who threw, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever on a hundred bucks on them. Like, cause I know somebody had told me somewhere that's, I don't remember which team it was. Somebody threw like a hundred bucks on it and they returned like $250,000 on it because it was something like that. Like a Florida, like an AC winning. And I'm like, it's crazy. Not that I endorse sports sports gambling, but you know, it is what it is. It's part of it. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, the only other thing is I want to ask your opinion on the, the Ben suspension. Deserved, undeserved, too many, too few. I'm on board with it too. I mean, suspensions are tough in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could put in consideration like, oh, it's he's going to get, you know, they're going to get knocked out next game, so you should have given them five, so it counts for four regular season games. Like, it's, like I know people mm. are probably saying that. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just assuming two games in the playoffs when your team's down three nothing. I mean, that's like ten games in the regular season when you're like as big of a piece as he is. So I'm fine with it. I I don't. The play is just terrible. It's just a dumb play. Mm-hmm. It's just a dumb play. There's really nothing else to say. It's just a really dumb play mm-hmm. that major team lose a critical game three. He missed that full game. I know we talked about suspensions last time. About so it's technically a three game suspension, pretty much. I, I'm on board with it. I'm fine with it. I don't just, just I don't know. I, I really don't have anything to say about it. I'm just so disappointed in him. <laughs> like I really am. I'm just so disappointed in that whole scenario, the whole situation. Just, just so frustrating. But it, there's no one else to point the finger to but himself. It's just a dumb play. It's just a dumb, dumb play that hurt your team and just sucks. I mean, do you think too many, too little? I think two is appropriate because I also think, I mean, he played 41 seconds in that game. So you kind of have to count it as one, two. Um, it's hard because that's the stuff you want out of the game. And I love Ben, but that was just a really poor decision. It really was. And so, you know what? Stuff happens and I get emotions, get involved and stuff like that. I'm not going to sit here and say I've never made a stupid emotional decision, but I think that if you're going to be the captain, if you're going to be leading this team, and, and it's not like he's 21 years old, where it's like, you know, okay, like Wyatt Johnson does something like that. It's like, okay, well, you're 20 years old. Like, it's it's not acceptable, but it's also understandable when you're 20 years old and you're playing your first season and stuff like that. Okay, Ben's been here a long time. He knows what he's doing, and that was just a bad decision. So I think two games is fair. I think that the, they have to suspend him. I went around and around when they called it going, ah, is it a major, is it not? And I was like, ah, it's not a major. And then the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, it has to be a major. It has to be. It's so excessive and unnecessary. Like Some of that stuff, you can say, oh, he's going for a puck. There's not, there's nothing there besides, I'm trying to hurt you. Like, nothing. So, it has to be a suspension, and I think two games is warranted. And yeah, okay, they one of those games may turn into a regular season game. Okay, whatever. He still missed two playoff games, so... Yeah, so I think that's it. Uh, you have anything more you want to say on the finals? No, no more with that, but just one quick thing. It'll take just a little few seconds because I know you probably don't watch it. I'm the only North American hockey fan that just loves the world championships. But <laughs> USA and Germany are going to play, and I just want to throw out a shout-out to your boy, Cutter Gauthier. Yes. He's killing it over there right now. Got seven goals scored today, big goal. Mm-hmm. And also just a quick shout-out to Latvia. They upset Sweden today. They're going to really? play Canada in the final in the semifinals. First time ever they're playing for a medal. Wow. 
and it was just it was I listened to that game. It was a great game. It sounded like a crazy game. It wasn't even one of those where it felt like Sweden was just killing them. I mean, they took a bunch of penalties, but I don't know. Just wanted to quick shout out that tournament mm-hmm. and anytime USA's in it, go for it. Absolutely. Oh, big USA fan over here. So anytime we can throw out their name, I'm fine with it. It's just always something I forget about because there's Stanley Cup games going on. And it, I'm like, it's ah. terrible timing, but yeah. I, I always, it's always the positive part. It's always over in like Europe or something. So like, always in the morning I yeah mean, i'm always working so but i just follow it and occasionally i'll catch a game here or there but yeah usa usually doesn't fare too well in that tournament so to see them <laughs> in the final four is awesome and, and it's it's really cool to see there's a i mean it'd be really cool to see usa and canada win see us canada for gold and then germany latvia and bronze would be amazing to watch but yeah <laughs> yeah uh, no, no medals for Canada. We yeah. don't need that. They, don't, they have enough. Yeah, that's fair. You know? But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out real quick. Oh, yeah. The homeboy, Kodogoche, from the Reading area. Wild. Yeah. Hopefully he ends up being something. Hopefully the Flyers don't ruin him. They have tendencies. <laughs> that's the perfect perfect way to transition into our redraft, where their first rounder is on either of our boards. Um, <laughs> although that's not necessarily fair to him. But... Um, Unfortunately, injuries happen. But yeah, so we're going to transition over here to a 2013 NHL redraft here. So what we did was we're going to redraft the first round. So we are going to take anybody that was drafted in 2013 and then pick from that pool. So it doesn't matter if they got picked in the fifth round, the seventh round, the second round, the first round. We're going to pick them where we think they would go as of today, 525-2023. So that's what we're going to do. So Kyle will pick first, and then I'll pick, and then Kyle will pick again, and then I'll pick again back and forth all the way through 30 picks. So that's what we're going to do. So Kyle, kick us off. Who are you picking first overall? Nathan McKinnon. Let's keep moving. Dang it. <laughs> Dang no, it. I mean, that's the clear pick, right? I mean, yes. it's not even really much to discuss there. He's clearly the best player in this draft, and finally got a Stanley Cup last year, and don't really think there's any more arguments. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. He was he was number one on my board, too. Like, did you think I was picking someone else? I was hoping you were because I was going to be shocked. And the way that you looked at me, I'm like, oh, maybe he's not taking McKinnon here. <laughs> I, I I mean, so I have Barkov going, too, um, to pick him and then also kind of comment on that. I can see the argument for Barkov over McKinnon. Um, I just think that McKinnon brings just enough more that to warrant that first overall, but I think that that's too, you're getting either way you're getting, you're, you're getting an excellent flyer. So, so I have Barkoff at two, so let's just, you know, keep on rolling and who you got at three. Yeah. Now it gets tough. Now is when we're going to have to have some discussions and it'll be, this, this is when it'll get fun because I also had Barkoff at two. Uh, I went Josh Morrissey. Okay. I just think defenseman, I think he's the best defenseman in this draft. I mean, it's definitely I mean, there's a couple other good ones. I'm sure we'll hit them soon, but that's who I just think he's overall, especially this season. This season with Rick Bonus, really, he really pushed him over the level. He had a Norris level season this year, so I think he's the best defenseman in this draft. And I think it's yeah. a good place to take him at three. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I I don't have him that high, um, but. You know, I'll tell you where he's ranked when we get to that pick. But uh, I have, uh, I'm I'm taking Brett Pesha here, so that's actually who I have as the third the third pick. But I'll take him fourth. I'm fine with that. 
I think he's, I mean, the, the right shot thing, I know it's kind of overrated, but it's also kind of not. And he's just, he, he's got to be one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL. He's so good. So good. Which pisses me off with the whole William Nylander for Brett Pesce and a first round pick. And I'm like, are you psycho? Like, literally, I, I understand most NHL fans have no concept of what a good trade is, but come on, really? Like, and nothing against Nylander. It's more of the addition, you're adding to Pesce to get Nylander. It's just insane to me. But, but yeah, I have Pesce at three. Sorry. I love that. Call four. Out. I have Pesce at four. four. I'm picking yeah, four. four. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, I like that pick a lot. I mean, I didn't have him there either. I'll tell you where I had him, but great pick, though. Uh, number four, no, number five, we're already doing this. <laughs> and number five, uh, I'll go Elias Lindholm. I think he's just a very skilled center, number one center in the league. And I think if you can get a number one center at number five, you take that all day long. Absolutely. I have him, at, I had him at four, so he's who I was taking if you left him on the board. But I'm taking Bo Horvat here at number six. I think he's developed into quite a two-way center somebody that i mean he he shot off this year and scoring 30 plus goals he didn't hit 40 did he i don't think so i do not believe he did because when he went to the islanders he he scored like 100 goals the first two games but then like kind of dwindled off a little bit (laughs) i mean he played great hockey but that system's obviously not the goal scorer's favorite so yeah yeah but either way, he's uh he's a great he's a great player and a great pick, and it's still funny looking back on Vancouver acquires that pick by trading Corey Schneider, and it's just like wow. And at the time, everybody's like, "This is such a good hockey trade." I was all on board. I thought it made great sense, and it's just and then Vancouver, which I mean, I know that Vancouver's kind of a hot mess right now, but to their credit, and not to go too far off off track here, but to turn Horvat into. Anthony Beauvillier, Alturati, and um, Ronick, Phil Peronick, in essence. I mean, they, third, they threw in a third-round pick, but, like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Alturati, not Akurati. Whichever. It's the younger one. I don't I don't know which one I said, no, but it's... You had me. I just know the last name. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, cause I, the, I thought there was. Yeah. yeah, the older one's in Arizona. That's right. And then Atu is now in Vancouver. But props to them for turning that into, I mean... <laughs> A lot, but anyway, so who you have yeah, at seven? He ended up with 38 goals this year. Okay. Close? Uh, Not quite. At seven, this one, I went back and <laughs> forth on this one because I'm going to pick a defenseman here. Okay. I'm trying to debate on which one I'd rather have. Chris <laughs> Lennon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. You know what? He ruined it. Sorry, sorry, folks. He ruined that one. Uh, I'm going to go Seth Jones, I think. Oh, okay. Um. I take his contract away. I yeah, think I think that yes. killed his value. Yes. Because when he was in Columbus, people were ranking him like a top five shutdown defenseman in the NHL. Then he goes in Chicago and signs that massive contract that makes no sense for him for them. I should say I was about to say either side, but yeah. Like how do you say no to that? Yeah. And I think that's hurt his value a little bit. And Chicago's been a terrible team since he's been there. So I think that hurt his value a little bit. But I mean, if I'm a team and I need a shutdown right shot defenseman, I'm going him all day. Mm-hmm. So if you can get Seth Jones at number seven, I think you take that mm-hmm. big time. Absolutely. Yeah, I have him a little bit later. But, uh, but yeah, I 
I mean, I completely agree. I think he's his contract kills him for sure. But, um, so number eight, I'm taking Shea Theodore. I mean, that was what a uh, waste of <laughs> waste of a prospect there in Anaheim trading him away to make them take Clayton Keller, Clayton Stoner. Sorry, that's just such poor asset management. It's unbelievable. But yeah, so that's who I have at eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that's hard to that's hard to watch that one go. <laughs> um, nine. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Jake Gensel. Okay. Uh, I think just the way nice goal scorers touch on mm-hmm. the wing, especially if you're sitting at nine and you have like a number one center, you just need someone to come in and compliment him, give them solid scoring. He's a great player. He is a great all around player. I yeah. I go Jake Gensel there. He is our first uh, non-first-rounder to go, so pretty good. And I agree. I think he's got such a good shot. And I'm interested to see if Pittsburgh trades him, but I, I don't nah, think. I don't, I don't think they can. There's, I get his values there, but yeah. I don't think they get anything in return for what he brings to them. Yes. I, there's other players that would go before him. Yes, agreed. But, yeah. So, 10, I have Ryan Pollock. That's who I'm taking. He's uh, I so in my rankings I have him above Jones, um, and I think part of that may be because the Islander system fits him so much better than what Seth Jones has in Chicago or has had really generally, and the contract. You're you're 100 on board with Jones's contract kills him, and I think that Pollock's contract is so much better, and it's one of those I think you could go both ways and I think both bring you a really good asset but that's who I'm, I'm taking Pollock here in, in 10. No, oh, I love that pick. Uh, I, actually he was when we were doing our list and I was like ah, that's who I forgot. I forgot that guy. Yeah, yeah that was one he just <laughs> I, he, he slipped my he yeah. slipped on this list. I had I had the list out here and I just he went past but I would have taken him over another player I have up a little higher. <laughs> um, so that was 10. So at 11 I don't usually like to go goalie first round, but I'll Ooh. play that game. I'll go UC Saros at number like 11. It. Like it. I uh, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, that's a that's a top eight, top, top eight goalie, maybe even higher, probably top five, honestly. I'd have to really write out a list and stuff, but he, he's just a great, great goalie. I, I don't think you can – you're not going to find a goalie like that. I mean, if I'm drafting in 2013 – I'm not taking UC Saros at 11, mm-hmm. but knowing what he is now, I'm taking him all day long in yep. that first round because knowing what he's become, you don't find a goalie like that. So, yep, I'll go UC Saros at 11. Okay. Number 12, I'm going to take Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, I think he has proven his worth this year. And it's funny because he struggled in Detroit this year. And then he got to Boston, and it was just like, and he was, I mean, the consistent guy on on Boston the entire playoffs. He was just, he was scoring, he was around, he was all over, and stuff like that, which I think bodes well for him because I think it's going to make that contract. He's probably just raised his, raised his uh, AAV by a million dollars a year, quite frankly. So, I think that that was a, I mean, a good pickup and and a good trade by, by Detroit. And I'm interested to see if they don't try and bring him back. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I hope. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like that pick a lot. Uh, that was 12. I'll go to number 13. 
I was debating between two here, but I think I'll go Carter over Hagee. Okay. I, I think we're seeing what he's doing these playoffs. I mean, he has six goals, nine assists, three game winners, plus 11 in a playoff run that is going to be historic. And he scored game seven overtime winner. He's a big, he's a big time player, big time goal scorer. So, beautiful shot. Every, yeah, he's a great player. I would be very happy if I got him at 13 in a draft. Yeah, absolutely. He's turning into the 13, the NHL 13 draft version of the 15s, Braden Point. Yeah. And it's awesome to see. So I love it. I love the way he plays. I also, his speed is just freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. But So 14, I have Mackenzie Weger. That's what I'm taking there. Interesting. So he is, uh, he's the big boy jump because he is two, 206 overall, round number seven to Florida. And he's jumping all the way up to, to 14 in my book. 14. So. Wow. Huh. Okay. I, I mean, I like him as a player. I don't hate that pick, but I'm going to be honest. I didn't have him in my 30. Yeah. So. I wondered. Huh. Yeah. This is why I like doing this with you. Yeah. Huh. No, I, I like it, though. I mean, I, I don't mind the pick. I, I'm curious to see who you that's don't awesome. have. Yeah. Well, Or if there's any others coming up. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll we'll go and do it later. But yeah, so yeah, yeah we keep keep picking. Yeah, but yeah. That that's who uh, that's who I have now. Huh. Okay, I like it. Um, I'll go Oliver Bjorkstrand at fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Uh, great shot, great goal scorer, playoff performer, and yeah, that's. I love the way he plays. I just like his game. I've always been a fan of his game, and I thought when Seattle traded for him this offseason I, I forget what exactly it was like a mid-round pick it was nothing much i was like that is going to be a steal yep and unfortunately he didn't put it all together all season but he got it together by the end of the year and big time in the playoffs and yeah i've, I've been a huge fan of his for a while i like the way he plays so mm-hmm. i remember playing nhl 13 using him when he was in juniors yeah. and i'm like oh this dude's gonna be sick not so. being able to say his name. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, uh, what? There's a J after a B? How does that work? Oh, I think that's a good pick. Uh, so, let's see here. 16. I'm taking Andre Burakowski. Another one not on your top 30? No, he he's in it. Okay, all right. I saw you flip the page. And I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe no, I that was another too. name that kind of slipped the page a little. Oh but, yeah, <laughs> but I know. No, he was I, one I struggle. I struggle with where to place him. I'm just he's a good player, but he just has like he'll just have a period of time where he's completely irrelevant, and it's just hard because it's like is he a bad player that has good stretches or is he a good player that has bad stretches? And that's what I'm not sure. And that's where I'm like, I still think at 16th you're getting good. Good, um, good value for the pick, but it's like that makes it hard. So. Well, I feel like his injury has. Like, I feel like right when he's about to get it together, yeah. something stupid happens, and he's he's done for a <laughs> month or something. I feel like he's that type of player, but yeah. I, I, he is a big time. I think he's a big game player. I mean, if we're doing this in twenty eighteen when Washington won, he he would be in our top ten, I'm sure, because yeah. his hype after that year was he's going to take this next step. He's going to take this next step, and he's had good seasons, but he's never really. He's never really given that extra. He's always just that role player that comes through when you need him, but like he never took that big step to become like a thirty goal scorer or something. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 
Um, <sighs> well, there's one guy that we're leaving off that, but I don't even know if I'd want to. Yeah, you know what? What the heck? I'll do it. I'll go with Darnell Nurse. There it is. I, I know a lot of people hate his game. I'm not the biggest fan, but he, he brings size. He brings some skill, some speed, physicality. He brings everything you want. I think his similar to the Seth Jones syndrome, the contract. I think people. Yes. And agreed. I know I'm, I am not an analytics guy whatsoever, but I know analytics people hate his game. They always, they, <laughs> they hate everything he does, but I mean, he's, he's still a good player. I mean, he's a first round, he's a first round player. There's no doubt. And I, like I said, I think the, what is it? Like $9 million or whatever nine it is. Half. Nine and a half. That's too much. Yes. I guess it's the Canada thing, the yep. tax thing and stuff. He's still a good player, but yeah, he—I don't know. I—I I understand why we both let him drop, but yeah, I—I think, I think, I can't let him go another round. Yeah, no, I think I think this is a good pick there. I think you're getting value for it for sure, and yeah, I agree. His contract kills him. Another one, but I—I uh, I don't know. He's uh, he's somebody that like I I watch playing him. I just I always leave wanting more, you know, and and that's just something that. I don't really want, you know, in my top 10. Like, I don't want somebody that's going to constantly be leaving me wanting more. And that's, I mean, kind of my hit on Burakowski as well sometimes. But, so, yeah. I mean, I think, I like that pick. I think it makes sense. So, um, 18. Now, looking at my numbers, I got to flip things around. But I'm going to go way off the board here, and I'm going to take Nick Paul. That was my next pick. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Oh, man. Yeah, he's just been such a beast. And especially since getting to Tampa, he's just been so good. And it's like one of those things where you wouldn't you would have never really picked up on him. He's just somebody. I mean, he's he's played 328 games, but he's only got 112 points. But, you know, it's just it's crazy. And I didn't even realize he got drafted by Dallas. I was just about to say that. I had no idea because I knew he was in Ottawa for a while. I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't look into it to see where he, how he ended up there, but I was very surprised to see that. And yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I'm but, trying to. Pull but it. while you do that, I think yeah. I mean, I was about to pick him next because I think he's just one of those guys that you can plug him in almost. I won't say anywhere in your lineup, but at least the top three lines, and he's going to produce at some way somehow. He uses his size very well. He's got a nice shot for how big he is. He does have some speed. He works hard on the boards. He does everything you want from a player, especially come playoff time. Yep. Yep. So he was part of the Jason Spezza trade. Really? Yes. So Jason Spezza and Ludwig Carlson go to Dallas for Alex Jason, Alexander Guptil, Paul, and then the 15 second round pick, which turns into Mackenzie Blackwood. Wow. Which obviously they didn't pick Blackwood, so Wow. Yeah. So they traded the pick again, but still like well, and it's crazy looking back on that because Chase on was the big piece because he, he was coming off those two big seasons and Yep. I remember Dallas was really skeptical to trade him, but that's crazy. I had no idea he was a part of that. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Tampa got him for Matthew Joseph in a fourth round pick. Which, I mean, I think Matthew Joseph is a good player, like, not to take away anything from him. I just think that that, to me, shows a John Cooper effect. 
And the people that want to hate on John Cooper and say he's not a good coach are wrong. He is a great coach, and you see it with the guys like that. Absolutely. But anyway, I don't. We don't need to do a twenty-minute TED talk on <laughs> every single pick we take. But yeah. you know, well, guys like Nick Paul. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when it's so off the board. Yeah. And so, and to some people, because he doesn't have the points to that, you know, people would justify. But, right. Right. But anyway, so who are you picking at nineteen? Um, I'm gonna go with Ryan Hartman. Oh, okay. I know he's another guy. I know a lot of people are back and forth with. I mean, I was back and forth with it. It's not the sexiest pick. It's not the pick I'm like the most excited to make. But he has proven when you put skill around him, he helps them a lot and his numbers go up. I mean, him and Caprizov together and Zuccarello is just such a great line. So if I had skill, if I had like that skilled winger or center, even because he can play in pretty much anywhere in the forward group, I would definitely be grabbing that guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's somebody that took a he took a little bit to figure out what he was because I know when he was in Chicago. Was Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah Chicago. Chicago. Then he went to Philly, right? Yep. No, Nashville. Nashville. Oh, Nashville, that's right. Then he went to Philly. And, and yeah, Nashville gave up a boatload for him, right? Like a first I think it was like a first and second or something. Something crazy. Let's see. Nashville gave up Victor Edsville. A first first rounder, which was twenty seventh overall, and a fourth rounder. Okay, so yeah, what? so they gave a lot up for him, and then he went to Philly, but then found his way to Dallas, I think, and then Minnesota, I believe, is where Howell went. He, I don't think he played for Dallas. He didn't play for Dallas. He got tra- his rights got traded to Dallas. That's Dallas didn't sign him. That's because the Flyers got Pitlick back. But right. when he was with Chicago, well, even. His uh, last full season in the AHL, he put up 129 penalty minutes. And I know when he was in Chicago, they thought he was going to be like a third-line grinder, yeah. you know, penalty minute kind of guy. And then he just he got to Minnesota and was like, no, I could put up 65 points in a season. No biggie. <laughs> so, yeah, like the pick for sure. I had him at 16 on my, my rankings, uh, which I had to move around a little bit, but yeah, something like that. So here I'm at 20, I'm taking JT Comfer. I think he's such a good center, and I think he's got uh, he's to me like a poor man's version of Matty Veneers, where he's got that motor, where he's just go 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 all the time. He doesn't quite have like the top end skill to be a first line center, but I think if he's like your your second center behind like a Nathan McKinnon, which is why the Colorado fit makes sense. That's kind of almost like ex- I mean, exactly, but you know, very good fit for him because he's somebody that while he's not the most naturally talented he works really hard he's good in the, the center or in the face of that and he's he's just a good center so that's that's who i have have there at 20 yeah i like that uh 21 i'm gonna go with uh alex Wenberg. okay i think uh he uh he can he's another center pretty versatile he's good very good with the puck with soft hands he can make plays he i mean he can kind of play anywhere too he's one of those guys i mean he's not the greatest number one center obviously but like if you need him to be he can step in that role and he usually does a pretty solid job at it so yeah i'll go with him at 21 yeah i like that pick i always liked him he's uh well one he has a cool name and he also looks like ironically looks like somebody that i was friends with in high school and when he got drafted it was just like wait you play hockey that's, that was funny <laughs> so he's fun i like him though he's a good player 22, I'm taking Max Domi. 
regardless of his fines. <laughs> yeah, what a goon. Yeah, I like him. I think he's a good player. Um, I think that he's somebody that is he's he's that another person like Comfort where you don't really know what you have in him. Like, or not sorry, not Comfort Hartman. Um, where there was a well, it took a while to figure out, and I'm not sure that you even really now know what you have in him. He's kind of like, in some ways, it's just in a bad thing of like a utility knife where you can kind of put him wherever, and it's fine. You can put him at center, you can put him at wing, you can put him on your first line, you can put him on your third line, you know, like stuff like that. But I don't think that we really, I don't think you can look at him and go, this is what Domi is. I think he's still got some parts of him that are a little bit mysterious, but I like him. And I think at 22, 22, you're getting good value at that pick. Right. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of that pick. I, I mean, I had him, I had him a little later. I had him at 28, but I, I it's anywhere in that range is a great Great steal for a player like that. Yeah. Uh, what number are we at? Twenty. You're picking no, twenty-three. Uh, so number twenty-three. Ooh. I'm gonna go Nikita Zadorov. Oh, okay. I. I think he could he could bring, kind of what we're seeing with Gudis in the playoffs right now. He is yeah. nasty. He is a nasty defenseman. Like, he, he's monster. I don't have his exact height, but he is a monster of a defenseman. And, I think he's six five. Yeah, but he, uh, I think I just think he's a type of player that he could take over, like a little not take over, but like if if again one of those things. If I'm building my team, I got my number one guy. I just need some help protecting some guys, making my defense a little scary, clearing the crease. I would definitely he'd be on the top. He's he's in the top five of those scary guys. Mm-hmm. In the NA, especially, especially out in Calgary, where you're going to have to play against the, uh, like he plays against McDavid, all those guys all the time, and I'm sure they're not scared of him, but well, like about like going into a game, like oh, he's going to steal the puck from me all night and stuff, but I'm sure they're scared of like he puts a little bit of fear in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, he's six six, two thirty five. I agree. He's a he's a big boy. I actually don't have him in my top thirty, mm. but I think that he's one of if we're gonna do honorable mentions, he's somebody that I have in that. He's played five hundred and thirty something games out of like seven hundred and thirty that he could have. He's you know been in the league a long time. You know you know what you have with him. He's never gonna be on your power play, but he is such a good defenseman. He's such a good shot or such such a good shutdown guy, block shots, and you know he's just he's a he's what you want in your bottom pairing. Yeah, absolutely. So 24, I'm taking Nutrushkin to go Russian back to back. I think that he's he took he took his time, but I think he we kind of know what he is now, which I don't know what exactly the drama is going on with him at the moment, but we'll see what happens with him in Colorado, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, he's I think he brings a lot to the table, his size, his skating ability, his uh his ability to shoot the puck and and carry the puck and stuff like that. So that's who I have at 24. That's who I was debating on that last pick with, but I'm glad you went next, so then I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so at 25, I guess we'll go the trio of Russians. I'll go Pavel Buchnevich. Ooh, okay. I, I think he slipped past a little bit. Um, he, uh, I think he fits that St. Louis mold pretty well there. 
I think he's a, I mean, he could get moved this offseason, honestly. I mean, I just said that, I know, but like he, he fits the, he fits that team really well, but he does bring value. And yeah. I think they got to, I mean, they got to steal out of that deal, yeah. the Sammy Blay in return. Yeah. And he's a good goal scorer. I think, but he, I th- feel like he's just like a playoff guy, though. He's not a guy in the regular season. He's going to stick out. I mean, it's kind of the whole, you know, Russian player type thing like a lot of them you know they take it easy during the season but when the time matters they like to try a little bit harder so but I think overall though I mean he's put together a pretty solid career he's going to be an NHLer for another 10 plus 10 years or so eight to 10 years I'm sure I don't don't see him going anywhere and I think that's very good that'd be a steal that'd be one of those you'd look back you know if we look back now, I don't have exactly where he was picked. He was a third rounder? I th- yeah, I was going to say, I thought he was a third rounder. Uh, yes, he was, 75th overall. But I still think if you got him in the mid-20s, that would still be a steal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy, some of the jumps and stuff. But yeah, I agree. It's funny. I mean, he's uh, he's on my top 30, though. Really? Mm-hmm. He dropped out. So, uh, 26, I am taking Andrew Kopp. Okay. So, my, uh, um, shoot, Swiss Army knife, that's the word. So, somebody that you can kind of put wherever you need to, and he's going to hes gonna do his thing, and he's a good player. Yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. I, I almost actually had him off my list, because for, it, sometimes, I don't know, to me, I know we talked about this earlier a little bit, like, contracts sometimes just, like, throw you yeah. off guard and you got you got you got to look past that cuz <laughs> i for some reason i just had no interest in him this all season like if if i was a fan of a team like i wouldn't have been that excited if they signed him but he's a great player mm-hmm. i would love to have him on my team but i just didn't want to see that the contract he ended up kind of getting i just wasn't a big fan of it it's just yeah. a little too long a little too big but at the same time though you got to look past that and look at the player and you saw what he did for the rangers in the playoffs last year he's clearly clearly a key part of the team he can really play well so at 27 i gotta write this down (laughs) at 27 i'll go i'll go ryan graves okay like it like it i don't really think there's much to really talk about more i just think Mm -hmm. i think he's a solid defenseman i think he can He's, his game's still growing, honestly. Honestly, I was surprised to see him on this list. I thought he was younger. Yeah. I actually thought he was drafted a couple years later. So when I saw his name on this list, I was like, huh. I was, I was surprised. Because yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like he hasn't been around that long. But he hasn't in the NHL level. It just feels like. Um, but I was really surprised to see him on this list. And, yeah, I'll, ta- I'll take him. I'll take him there. Yeah, I mean, he's only played 302 games. So that's the thing. He, he really hasn't been around that long in comparison to, doing that. In comparison to McKinnon, he's played 709. So he's really only played half the games he could have. But, yeah, that's – I mean, he's on my list too. He's somebody I'm looking at. But. That's crazy, though. Sorry. Just real quick. Ryan Graves has played 302. <laughs> Feels like Carter Verhage has been around for longer. He's at 254. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. Sorry, I just got distracted and seeing yeah. that. Like, I saw his name underneath them and the games played. I'm like, it's, it's weird. But yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you think 
I just thought Verhage was in Tampa for a little bit longer. Like yeah. I thought he played there longer than it felt. So, yeah. But that's crazy though. I was, but going back to Graves, yeah, I was just surprised to see him there. But I think, I think he's growing into a very solid uh, second pair defenseman. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Twenty-eight. I'm taking Anthony Duclair, the Duke. The Duke. His freaking speed is just insane. <laughs> I wish so badly I could skate like that dude. Oh my gosh, it'd be so much fun to move that fast. But yeah, he's uh, he's a great winger. He has the ability to score when it matters. You know, you talk about contracts hurting people. His contract helps him, making three million dollars, putting up the points he's putting up, works very well for him. I mean, he's got two hundred sixty-one points in four hundred ninety career games. So somebody that you know kind of jumped around teams for a little bit in the beginning there, but he's really found a foothold for himself in Florida and. He's a good player, so I'm taking him there. 28. I like that. Yeah, his skating ability is crazy. If, yeah, if only. <laughs> yes. I mean, he, he has other, like he, his skill is pretty solid too. But his uh, his skating is the only reason he still has, like he's still growing in this league. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, 29. I, I have a couple players I wanted to. See. Say, but this is a guy I really wanted to get in my top thirty. I'm gonna go William Carey. Okay. I I think we're just. Well, it seems he's my last pick. I'm gonna throw him in there. <laughs> uh, I think you're just seeing in the playoffs right now. He's just that depth guy that you want on your team. You don't want to play against that guy. Yep. I think he's he's just that guy that he's gonna. He's not gonna put up more than ten goals a year, but. He's just—he's a guy you'd want on your team. Solid penalty killer. Everything he does, I'm a fan of. So, mm-hmm. I'll throw him at my 29th pick. He is on my list for top 30. He is. He is. Okay. That's so, good. Yeah. And in that kind of vein, I'm taking Artari Lekin in 30. So, because I think that he's somebody that is—he's a playoff guy. He's good in good in his zone. He's brings energy, stuff like that, and it's just been fun watching him grow. You know, getting traded and and playing well in Montreal. Not that he didn't, but then getting to Colorado and really playing very, very, very well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I he's not on my list, but I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were there any picks that threw you off? The None that threw me, you have... So Zadorov and Buchnevich didn't make my top 30. I think Soros, I didn't have nearly as high as you did. But nothing that was like, whoa, wow. That was wild. Um, which is what I was expecting with the two of us. I thought we were going to be pretty close. Yeah. So I don't think anybody really shocked me. There's, I'll have to look through it when, I'm, when we're done and kind of do the math. But I think Saras was the biggest jump from my ranking to where he got picked. But yeah, the same same question plays to you. Anybody that I mean, you talked a little bit about Uyghur, but anybody? yeah, yeah, Uyghur, he was not on my list at all. And honestly, I'd probably still keep it that way. I mean, I don't dislike the pick because he's obviously a good player, but I just think I could pick thirty players I'd rather have than him on mm-hmm. my list. The one that jumped out at me, and I don't disagree with you because I think he is one of, if not the best shutdown defenseman in hockey, Brett Pesci, because mm. I had him at 16. 
Oh. You took him at four. Yeah. Uh, I did have. Now I'd probably go back and change that, but I did have my, like defensemen I had ahead of him were Morrissey, Seth Jones, Darnell Nurse, Shea Theodore, and then him. So, but I don't disagree. I would. I think looking back, I probably after listening to you discuss it, I would definitely pick him over Darnell Nurse. But other than that, I still think I would take the other three guys ahead of him. Okay. But I still love his game. It's not. I I think I I did rank him too. Like sixteen isn't good enough. I think I think that was a good call. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'd go as high as four. <laughs> but I love it though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I don't think nothing nothing else really stuck out. Burakovsky kind of threw me off. I mean, I had him at 27. You took him at 16. Mm-hmm. But, again, your arguments made a lot of sense of why you would take him there. Yeah. Is there any... I know we kind of talked about doing this, but is there any honorable mentions? Like, Is there anyone on the list that you would have picked that I... Or did you have any not on your top 30? So there's two people that didn't get picked from my list, which is Miles Wood and Dominic Kubalik. Okay. That's yeah, the I had two. Kubalik too. Okay. And didn't take him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So something else that I wanted to pose to you was give me your rankings. So go from one. So who you had like one all the way through the thirty? What was your list? Uh, you just just, just rapid fire, it. just get it out. Yep. Okay. I had McKinnon, Barkov, Morrissey. Elias Lindholm, Seth Jones, Jake Ensel, Darnell Nurse, Bo Horvat, Shea Theodore, UC Soros, Tyler Bertuzzi, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Carter Verhage, Buchnevich, Ryan Hartman, Brett Pesci, Alex Wenberg, Ryan Pulak, Carson Soucy, Ryan Graves, Nick Paul, Val Nichushkin. I'm going to skip that one because I shouldn't have wrote Tristan Jari's name on here. <laughs> Anthony Duclair, Nikita Zadorov. Dominic Kubalik, Andre Burakovsky, Max Domi, Andrew Kopp, William Carey. The yeah. the Jari one I wrote down to go back, and I just didn't go back. It was just <laughs> lazy work on my part. <laughs> I wrote it down because I saw his name on the list, and I'm like, I'll put him in my top 30. But then I started realizing the names I was leaving off, and I didn't go back and change that. Yep. So if I would take him off, I probably would put JT Comper on it because that was okay. one I was debating. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the only one, so Carson Susie's on there, and we didn't pick him. We did not pick him, because as this was going, you know how that works, you yep. change your mind, I, you start yep. thinking about things, yep. but there was multiple times as I was making picks, I'm like, I want to take that guy, and I just kept taking, when I took Ryan Graves, it was back and forth with them too. Okay. Because I feel like they're very similar the way they play. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That's what about you? you? What's your list look like? So I have McKinnon, Barkoff, Pesce. To make it even worse, I have him at three. <laughs> at three, Lindholm, Morrissey, Horvat, Theodore, Pulak, Bertuzzi, Jones, Gensel, Weger, Burakowski, Nurse, Hartman, Comfer, Paul, Domi, Nuchuskin, Wenberg, Kopp, Duclair, Graves, Saros, Lekkinen, Wood, Kubelik, Carrier, Bjorkstrand. Okay. So, that is, yes. so, uh, yeah, so technically Bjorkstrand is the biggest jump, because he was 15 spots, because I have him at 30, you took him at 15, Yeah. and Saros was 14, 
because I have him in a 25. You took him in 11. So, but yeah, that's my list. Huh. That's, that's, oh, that's cool. Shout out to Dominic Kubalik leading the world championships with eight goals. <laughs> See, first overall. <laughs> it's better than McKinnon. <laughs> it's better than uh, um, Miko Rantan with a solid goose egg on the goals in eight games played. Really? Yeah. Zero goals, nine assists, minus one. Wow. That's wild. It's a different place over there, man. World championships are wild. Latvia and Finland are hard places to play in. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. Anything you want to add here before we, we sign off for the day? Uh, I just want to give one quick shout-out to my boy, Joey Frick, who was our first official listener. <laughs> As We're going to hear from him eventually because we're going to do some summertime work. And if there's any uh, lacrosse fans out there, we're going to do a little – short segments just giving you a little preview of what our plans are we're going to do little short segments of uh, professional lacrosse league action that's going to be starting in a couple weeks here but my boy joey loves himself some lacrosse so but i wanted to give a shout out to him because he was our first official listener oh yeah love it and he's gonna love it when he hears it <laughs> oh i can't wait to get his reaction for that one <laughs> yeah Oh, that's great. All right. Well, let's get ready to sign off here. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate your support. There is a link on the show where you can go to our website and you can ask questions from there. So feel free to ask us questions. We'd love to get feedback. We'd love to get, hey, what do you think of this that's happening? What do you think of that? Stuff like that. Shoot us, you know, shoot us questions, stuff like that. We'll answer everything. We may end up with a player segment or a question segment that we'd love to do weekly if we get enough questions for so you hit us with that. Um, before we sign out, Kyle, I got a true or false for you. Uh-oh. Will Butcher has played more NHL games than Carter Verhege. False. True. Is it, it is in true? fact true. Wow. To blow your mind, because I was looking at that and I said, "There's no way that's true," but it is true. It's two. Uh, where do you go? Let's see here. Verhege's played 254. Will Butcher has played... No way. Where or did you go? I missed... I lost him. He was right here. I should have had these numbers in front of me, but I didn't write them down. <laughs> yeah, it's bad podcasting, bad podcasting. Yeah. That's all right. I it's can't find it There either. it is. 275. Wow. So 275 to 254. He's played 275 games? Didn't yep. he just sign last week? Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Much. I'm yeah. just kidding. It just feels like the whole Colorado <laughs> coming out of Denver to, to um, Jersey just does not feel like that long ago. But yeah. God, now thinking about that, that was probably like five years ago now. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah. And I got to also shout out Valentin Zygoff because one, he's got a sick name. He also shares the exact same birthday as me. So Zygoff, if you ever listen to this, hit me up. And you can come play some roller hockey with me. It'll be dope. I promise you it'll be dope. Uh, yes. All right. Thank you all for listening. This has been a great show. We appreciate all the support. This is Glass Bones signing out. All right.